Hey everybody and welcome to a very special edition of the show. It's Steve's State of Origin Game 1 2021 preview. I am hyped. The series starts tonight. New South Wales travel up to Townsville to try to get the State of Origin shield back. And we're going to talk about all the action. I'm going to give you all my predictions, all my previews, who I think is going to be the first try scorer, who I think is going to be man of the match, who I think the X-Factors of the game are going to be, and more. So... Strap in, we've got a lot to talk about. It's mate versus mate, and most importantly, it's state versus state. But before we get into all my previews, remember to like Steve's NRL footy tips on Facebook. Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you guys listen to your favorite podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Edgar. It's a sunny day down here in New South Wales. As I record this preview, it looks like it's going to be a similar situation up at Townsville tonight. The action starts from 8, 10 p.m., and... Both sides a little bit unsettled heading into this game, but in particular, the Queensland side, with so many injury problems that they're dealing with at the moment, you've got Cameron Munster, who hasn't played a game for quite some time, for about a month for Melbourne. He's been under an injury cloud. Same with Harry Grant. AJ Brimson on the bench is suffering of a leg injury, so Ben Hunt has uh, been caught up to the Queensland camp, and Dane Gagai apparently has tonsillitis, which... uh, their media has made fun of in the past week because it's all that mind games that Queensland usually play. They love making you question whether they're 100% and they love to have a story where they're the underdogs. Even though that when you look at the history of matches up in Queensland, Queensland have won 70% of all games played in the state of Queensland and the first two games of this series are up in Queensland. So for New South Wales to even force a decider down here in Sydney, uh, down here in Sydney, they've got to win at least one of those opening two first games of the series. But how good would it be if New South Wales could go up to Queensland tonight, win game one, force it back to Suncorp, and then somehow, I don't know how, I don't even know if it's possible, but New South Wales will win the first two games of this series, embarrass Queensland on their home soil, and come back to New South Wales and basically have a party in game three to celebrate. So. Uh, it's going to be an interesting match, that's for sure. Townsville, only 22,000-seat um, stadium. It's been sold out throughout the week, obviously, and uh, we're going to be looking at a huge atmosphere tonight, uh, obviously a very heavy Queensland atmosphere. It's going to be a war zone, basically, what New South Wales are walking into tonight. Now, if we look at both the sides, as I said, it's both been a little bit unsettled, but there's a couple of X factors that could really win this game for both of these teams. I'm going to pick my three from each side that if they are on and they can make a difference in this game and potentially win it uh, for each of these states. We'll start with the uh, the defending champions. We'll start with Queensland up there in Townsville. And I think that if Queensland are to win this game, their forwards really have to get a roll on and really bully the Queen- New South Wales forward pack because you look at the... The strike weapons New South Wales have out wide, guys like, you know, James Tedesco, Latrell Mitchell, the Fox, Josh Adokar, Tom Trojevic, they've got so much strike power out there that if the forwards win the battle and get some early possession to their halves, they can get at those key men and they can put on so many points. So for Queensland, it's very important that they start this game off well from the back of the service, from their forward pack. And I think you look at their forward leaders here, it's a experienced forward pack in terms of uh, NRL, but not really in origin. Your main man is Felice Cafusi. Um, he's their leader, but I really think if someone's going to influence this Queensland side and get them 
rolling and get them over the top of New South Wales so they can score some points themselves and get their own key men into the match. It's got to be big Tino Vasumalali. Big Tino, he was not uh, he was not overawed by the occasion last year in game three in particular last year. He bullied that New South Wales forward pack. New South Wales this year has gone for a little bit more mobility in their starting pack. Guys like Kian Murray and Isaiah Yo, they've got a bit of root on their bench, New South Wales. Huston Jr. Paulo, it's an electric bench the Blues have there. But if Queensland are going to get on the early foot and you know, strike first in this match. It's going to be off the back of their forward pack, and Big Tino is going to be the leader. He's the aggression there. He's the, you know, he, the thing about State of Origin in 2021, and I'm very excited for it. I've been critical of the NRL over the past month for, you know, everything they've introduced in terms of let's change the rules. I understand why they're doing it because concussions are a very important issue, and it definitely needed to be tackled, but the way they've implemented it, uh, you know, leave something to be decided in terms of an entertainment format of the game. You can check out more of my opinions there on Steve's NRL footy tips. Go look at some of those previous episodes. But what State of Origin has been missing for the last few years is that hatred, all right? When guys like Gordon Tallis and Paul Harrigan from each of their states went out, they went out and they hated the other state. The hatred doesn't exist very much anymore. And Big Tino... You know, he, he challenged Payne Haas at this arena in Game 3 last year. I think we could see a, a, a similar situation this year. And just remember, everybody's talking about the sin bin for the fair play. But if someone throws a punch in origin, the odds are the other team's going to throw one back. So you're both going to get sat down for 10 minutes. You know what I mean? So you need a big forward powerhouse. You need an aggression-led, um, you know, forward pack if you're really going to dominate an origin. I think Big Tino's the man to do it. He's the enforcer for him. He's going to be laying down the law, and they're, they're going to get over the top of New South Wales. It's going to be on the back of Big Tino. My second player to watch for Queensland is without a doubt Harry Grant. And what Harry Grant offered to origin last year was unbelievable. He came on from the bench in game three last year and basically ripped the game open. He scored a try. I think he set up two about 70 or 80 run metres, plenty of tackles. He is the dynamic hooker that you want from your dummy half. He's going to make the make the forwards work um, at all points in defence because if he spots a weakness, he'll take it. And that's very similar to New South Wales number nine in Damien Cook, who when he's at his best form, which he hasn't been in 2021, he's also electric, very hard to stop. But Harry Grant... He, uh, he's got a huge future in the game. He's been under injury cleared during the week, but if he's anywhere close to his best, then it's going to be a very tough night for New South Wales if he can make those early metres. And my third player to watch for Queensland, without a doubt, has to be Cameron Munster. He is the X factor of this team. He's the one that makes all the pieces work and work well. Him and Cherry Evans have such a good combination at state level, and they're so used to playing with each other now. And Munster has declared himself fully fit for the match. Um... He hasn't played football for a long time, but you go back to 2017 game three, and he probably had the most impressive debut in Origin history. He ripped New South Wales to shreds after Jonathan Thurston played his last Origin game and got injured in that. They needed a new 5-8. They called him Cameron Munster. He did the job. He's a big game player. He's a grand final winner, and he's the man, the main man that New South Wales has to be on the lookout at all times during this game because he can just break a game open with that pace, with that energy that he brings to contests. So New South Wales have to absolutely be aware of that. You look at New South Wales' X-Factors, and they've got, as I said, they've got such a damaging forward pack, uh, sorry, damaging strike weapons all across the park. Their 1-5 to five in particular might be one of the best back lines we've ever seen in Origin. So 
you look at these three X factors, and number one, you can't go past probably the informed player in the competition at the moment, and that's Tom Sharodovich. Since he came back from injury midway um, through the second month of the competition, uh, for Manly, he has been dynamic, uh, and he's been inspirational. He's really turned that Manly club around. He can do everything, Tom Sharodovich. In the centres, you just want to be able to get him some early ball, and I think that Luan Cleary... Would definitely have a plan to do that, and he'll be looking to get involved in any opportunity. He's a game breaker. He's an absolute X, X factor with his pace, with his uh, passing ability. He just makes things happen from anywhere. Tom Tarovich and Queensland cannot sleep on Tom at all at any point in this eighty minutes. Or I guarantee you, Tom Tarovich will make you pay. And the good thing about Tom Tarovich, he's going to be on Brian Toho's side. Toho's probably going to be marking up against Kyle Felt. Queensland still haven't confirmed their side, so we don't know this. But Tom's going to be marking up against Felt. Felt's got this uh, the size advantage over Brian Toho. So you're going to see Tom Sharoyevich go back, cover those high bombs. And I think it's a great insight by Brad Fittler because he knows that Toho might not necessarily be the best under the high ball. We know what he you know, brings in an attacking side of the game. He's making metres like no one else, Brian Toe, but sometimes his defence a little bit questionable. To put him next to one of the best defenders in the entire game, in my opinion, Tom Chirovich is an absolute masterstroke from Brad Fittler. I think we're going to see it play dividends tonight. So Tom Chirovich is my number one X factor for the Blues. Then we go to number two, and it is Nathan Cleary. I said the best player currently in the NRL to Tom Sharovich, but if he's not, then obviously it's Nathan Cleary. I mean, what he's done at Penrith has been absolutely unbelievable. And uh, if he even brings a if he even brings a game close to that tonight, then uh, we're going to see something special because the way he's been able to control games is fantastic. He's got a great kicking game. If he can find you know the grass in Origin, it's a sign that you're a good kicker. We need someone at New South Wales like Andrew Johns was for all those years and. Just leading the team around, um, and he's going to make a big difference without a doubt. His defence is really good. His work off the ball is really good, and he's going to be partnering in the halves with Jerome Luai, um, who's used to playing with at club level. And Luai, you know, who knows how he's going to go with his first experience in the Origin Arena, but having his half-partner from club level there with him is without a doubt going to help his game. And if Cleary can just keep a calm, composed head in this match, then he can be the X-Factor without a doubt. So uh, Cleary is my second X-Factor. And you go to the third X-Factor for the Blues, I think it's got to be Damien Cook. And some people might be questioning his pick because Cook hasn't been in great club form. It's probably been his worst season in the NRL since he came to South Sydney and, and became a starting hooker. But... At his best, he's very similar to Harry Grant in how electric he is from dummy half. He can always spot a weakness in the opponent's defense. He's just got to choose his moments to run in this game. He's been kind of picking his moments wrong at South Sydney. He's going to give you 50 tackles, and if he can get a big forward barging over, if New South Wales forward pack can get over the top of Queensland, then expect someone like Jay Taroyevich, Daniel Saifidi, Cook is so good at setting up those big forwards and laying a platform for them with the speed from dummy half that they can just barge over and make a big difference. And we saw it in, I think, both 2019 and 2020. If he gets a little space, Cook, then he will you know, pick his moments correctly in origin. It's a big arena. Um, he's going to step up there, and he scored tries in both his origin series so far. Um, I think we could see an, another try-scoring um, performance by Cook in one of these matches this year. So he's absolutely an X-factor for the Blues. So those are my X-factors for Origin. Um, yeah, before I move on, I'm going to get to my first try scorers, uh, my man of the match, and my prediction 
momentarily, but I have to mention the bench for both sides, both sides using uh, utilities that aren't necessarily known for their work in the forward pack. AJ Brimson coming off the bench for Queensland. Here's their 14. And I think that when you look at both sides and how they're going to play, Harry Grant is coming off an injury cloud for Queensland, and they're really going to be using their forward pack because, as I mentioned, New South Wales, their 1-5 to is so electric that if New South Wales... Um, you know, under trouble now, who and half, you're going to see a Tom Sarovic hit up, followed by Brian Toad hit up, followed by a Fox hit up. These guys make so many metres from their own half that Queensland's forward pack have such a job ahead of them. The problem is, if Harry Grant can't play 80, you're going to have AJ Brimson come on maybe in the hooking role, or maybe he's going to be a, a similar situation to what uh, Daly Cherry Evans or Cooper Cronk was in the past for Queensland, coming on, on and playing that roaming forward. And what Queensland needed, so they need some mobility in the forward, but they also need that power. I don't know if AJ Brimson necessarily brings that. That's why I wouldn't be surprised if we go on an hour before kickoff, we see Bennett Hunt included in the final 17. Queensland still haven't confirmed the makeup of their team. So don't be surprised if you see Ben Hunt on the bench of Queensland tonight. AJ Brimson's a quality player, but I think he's more there for cover for the backs than necessarily going to make a huge impact in the forward pack. We go over to the New South Wales bench now, and you look at Jack Whiten, same kind of situation. He's going to offer a lot of cover for the bench, for the Blues. Um, if anyone's you know out of form, if someone's having a bad game in the centres, like Latrell or Tom, or any injury clouds, obviously, um, he can cover there. He's played fullback for a long time to start his career at the Canberra Raiders, so if Tedesco goes down, he's a potential option there. And if Jerome Luai, um, which I don't think is going to happen, but if he gets overawed by the occasion and can't handle the Origin Arena, then you've got Jack Wyden sitting there and can play a running 5-8 role and come on like he does for the Canberra Raiders and like he did so well at points in the last two seasons for the Blues. But the indication for Brad Fittler is that if there is no injury, he's also going to come on and play a running back row role and... The good thing about Jack, about Jack Wyden is he's got that size that he can make a difference in the forward pack and really steamroll um, the opposition defence. But it's the it's those short bursts that energy is going to provide as soon as he gets off the bench, which is going to make a difference. Um, so if you're going to use him as a forward pack, I'd only be using him for 10, 15 minute stints. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how both those players are used, but they could also be X factors depending on how this match goes. All right. So let's get to my best bets now. And if you look at the first try scorers in history, in the last 10, I think it might have been the last 12 game ones uh, in Queensland, a Queensland winger's always scored. Um, so I'm going to go Kyle Felt for the first try scorers. Now to him and Xavier Coates, and I think that Kyle Felt at 12 bucks offers value. He finally gets his chance in the Origin Arena. I think he's going to... Absolutely capitalise on that. So I reckon Kyle Felt's a good bet for the Queensland. If you're looking at the Blues, which obviously I am being a Blues fan, um, I think it's going to be hard to go past the the form of the centres. Brian Toho and the Fox and the Wing are obviously going to be specials and they're going to be the shortest priced people in this game to score because of how electric they are out wide. But the form that Tom Tarovic is carrying in club football, I think he's absolutely going to bring it to the Origin Arena. And Latrell Mitchell, he's been out of the Origin side since game one, 2019. He's going to have a point to prove. He was uh, disappointed when he got dropped in 2019. He worked hard throughout last year to try to get back in the side, but he got injured near the back end of the 2020 campaign for the Rabbitohs. This is his chance to prove that he's a player that belongs consistently at this level and is going to deliver every time he's caught up in the representative arena 
He's been great at fullback for Seattle so far in 2021. He's a lot fitter than he was in 2020. And I think we've got this, going to see the best of Latrell Mitchell. So I'm, I'm going to lock in Latrell Mitchell as my first try scorer for the Blues. All right, we go over to the man, the match on us down. It's always a tough one to guess. I think that this game for Queensland, as I said, if Queensland are going to win this match, it's going to be decided in the forward pack. And if you're going to go anyone um, to lift Queensland, other than Big Tino, who I've always already said is going to be a big X factor in this game, if someone's going to lift them and their performance and get them over the top of this Blues forward pack, I think it is Christian Welsh. And I know he's a bit of an outsider. He'll be paying a lot to probably get the award, but... He was outstanding in last year's series. He's been great with Melbourne. He's been playing with Melbourne for several years now where he's completely professional in everything he does on the football field. He's going to make 40 tackles a game. He's going to be playing big minutes because, um, you know, Mo Awake is a great player for Queensland off the bench, but Christian Welsh uh, is a game-breaker, and uh, he's going to be starting the game off on fire. I can see him making 180 metres, 35 to 40 tackles in a Queensland win and maybe even sniffing out um, some attacking football as well. So I think Christian Welsh is due for a big game for Queensland if they can get it over the top of New South Wales early. If we go to the New South Wales man of the match, obviously a lot of pressure is going to be on the Haas and we'll see how Jerome Lawler goes in the big environment. But it's hard to go past Nathan Cleary if he brings his club football over to origin. Um, he's going to be hard to stop. And I also want to mention... Um, both Latrell Mitchell and Damien Cook. I've already, already spoke um, in depth about both of those guys. I think they've both got points to prove. They're having below average seasons. Um, and I think they're going to be out to make a statement tonight. So if I had to put one for New South Wales, I'll go Nathan Cleary and I'll go Christian Welsh for Queensland. But Damien Cook and Latrell Mitchell, the Blues win, will be thereabouts. So um, those are my predictions for the man in the match. There's also one other. If we're going to go Steve Special of origin, I think that the... 100% uh, special is under 42.5 points in the game. You have to go back to 2010 to see a State of Origin game where there was over 34 points scored, and that was when Queensland was at the height of their PLs. There was 52 points scored in the 2010 game one, but obviously they had Smith, Slater, First, and Cronk, all the superstars there. Since then, in 2011 and 2012, there was 28 points in both of those game ones, then 20, then 20, then 21, 10, 32, 34 32 and 32. So we haven't seen a game one with over 34 points since 2010. Combinations take some work to get used to in Origin because um, they're not used to playing each other or with each other all year. And I think that it's a great lock. I need, I know, I understand that the under 42 or over 42 and a half kind of margin was set because they're worried about the refs' interpretation of the new rules and. Uh, you know, players potentially getting sent to the sin bin. But this is origin. This is where, um, you know, you separate from the boys from the men. And I think the defence will step up from both sides. And we might see a low-scoring grind here. And even if we do see some points, in the last four years, there's been 32 or 34 points scored. That's still getting tries on the board. It's just not going overboard with it. And I think um, even if it's, you know... Even if the Blues or Queensland were to win 28-4 to or something and flog a team, I still don't think we're going to get over that 42 mark. So I think under 42 is a great bet. And shout out to Sportsbet's podcast. Get them on side because they opened, me out to, opened my eyes to that stat and then I investigated a little bit further and, and saw that the points differential has been crazy over the last 10 years So um, in terms of points getting scored. So... Um, those are my bets, and that, that's my predictions for the game. I haven't given you the big one, though, and I think that New South Wales are going to win this game. 
I think it's important the Blues win this game. It's in Townsville, game two is in Suncourt. They need to win one of the games at least to uh, force it to a decider. And Suncorp is such a hard place to win at that if they don't win this game, it's going to be extremely hard for the Blues to win the series. As I said, it would be great if they can win the first two games, go down to Queen, uh, New South Wales and uh, you know have a celebration for game three. Odds are that's probably not going to happen if we go throughout the history of Origin. But I just think um, if Queensland don't, if Queensland just, you know, kind of tie the battle in the forwards with with New South Wales, that's not good enough because you look at the one to five from both sides and the metres that the Blues have there with their outside backs is just loads more than what Queensland are going to provide. Um, so if the Blues can just match it in the forward pack with Queensland, then it gives Cleary and Luai time to get those outside backs involved in the game and they can just light it up with the electricity that they've got. Guys like Tom Chirovich, Josh Adokar, Tom Chirovich, James Tedesco, obviously. Um, you can see them you know, put on some points and put on them quickly. So I think that the Blues are a, a good bet. I know they're favourites. Uh, Queensland would love the underdog tag. and You can never count out Queensland, but I've got the Blues in this game by four points. Uh, but I think it's going to be an absolute spectacle up there at Townsville tonight. And I think that the crowd really... Um, we'll get Queensland back into this game. Um, really, you know, playing in Townsville, it's only 22,000 people, but when you got 22,000 passionate Queenslanders up there, I think it gives them a trial to start at least. Um, so it's going to be a, a big game for sure. I've got New South Wales by four points, and I hope you guys enjoy tonight's Origin match, and I'll see you guys tomorrow with my Round 14 preview. I'll see you then. Enjoy your football tonight.